Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. Fans, welcome to episode 179 of the Working Fans Podcast. Today, I am joined by AJ Strangebrew, the man called Dave. Dave. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Hanging and banging, brother. Getting ready to talk a little 1986. But I know, I know it's just a preview. I'm excited. 1986. Actually, I took the 86 preview out of this because we are going to stick to 2023 predictions. Oh, we will man. maybe preview 86 a little bit. We had a little kerfuffle the other day on the combat cast and a prior setup that prior idea I had for this show, I kind of throw threw out. But we will be talking 1986 next week. This week, Luckily, though, we enjoy a good kerfuffle. 2023 predictions and the wrestling news doesn't stop. This week, Vince McMahon inserted himself back into power and Stephanie resigned. Yeah. What do you guys make of this? Did you see uh, there was a comment? Somebody said Vince Fowley did what he wanted to do in storyline. He fucked his daughter, <laughs> which I thought was like pretty funny. I mean, yeah, when gotta... I saw her resigning to me. It made all the sense in the world just from yeah. the standpoint of family wise. You don't want to get in the middle of that. Oh, yeah. I I totally like, feel she's making her money. So why not just? Yeah, but you, know, you also have to remember she was taking time off to distance herself from the WWE before this, before this shit with um, Vince hit the fan. Yeah. So, uh, so with Vince coming back, it's not surprising that she's distancing herself again um, kind, from the WWE. What kind of life? I mean, you think about it. This this girl's led, led to. She grew up in this business, right? With Vince as her dad, she's probably seen the good, the bad, the crazy. It's her father at the end of the day, but she's grown up. You know, she's the involved she's meeting different people she's probably like yeah i love my dad but holy shit you know what i mean she's probably got to be like i gotta get out of here i'm just we made enough money you know and you also have to remember she's also known for doing a lot of mentorships with women doing a lot of these side projects and how do you do that on one foot and then have what happened with your father on the other foot work under the same company and continue to go oh no 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 women this is the right way to do things unless you're working for my dad and then we'll just pay you to go away if he if he fucks with you yeah it's crazy but like like this whole vince thing it's just so wild and we, we gotta do a prediction episode here later right we're supposed to try to fucking predict what's gonna happen this year like there was rumors this company was gonna be sold to saudi arabia still might be we don't know that and i gotta tell you like who the wrestler of the year is gonna be next year yeah moonsar baby <laughs> Whatever that kid's name is. (laughs) Now, also this week, I saw that a leaked WrestleMania 39 card is out there. So we are going to go up and down this card. See which of these matches you guys think will happen, which are just total garbage. All right. So for this link 
leaked WrestleMania card. They have WrestleMania as a two-night event. Night one, men's money in the bank match. Edge versus Matt Riddle versus Bobby Lashley versus Johnny Gargano versus Solo Sokoa versus Santos Escobar. Madcap Moss, LA Knight. That seems like a clusterfuck of a match, and you're just cramming a bunch of people on the show. I, I don't think that's happening. I mean, Money in the Bank was already announced for England, but again, as I said in the beginning, who really knows what's going to happen this year, right? So, say that match did happen. Yeah, it's a clusterfuck. There's some names in there. I don't know why we need Madcap Moss, LA Knight, I like, but that's really not the match for him. Even Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle right now has a very tense relationship with yeah. the WWE. We don't even know if he's coming back to the WWE. Yeah, I really just don't even see this match happening. But I will tell you this. With a guy like Edge in there, Santos Escobar, like I'm sure they could make that work. You know. My other question is, is this leaked thing? Yeah, it was leaked this week, but was it supposedly built before Vince returned? Was it... What's the time frame on when they it's were talking the about put together? <laughs> yeah. I just got this off Facebook. It doesn't give an exact time frame. Like, for okay. the Intercontinental Championship up next, it has Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. Fascinating. I don't... This is a strange... This would be... Very, I don't know. First off, Gunther would have to lose it. Right now... And, hey, Vince is back. Gunther is killing it right now. I'm excited for this match with Braun Strowman tonight. They should tear it down. Like, if anyone's going to make a Braun match interesting, I think it'll be Gunther. Anyway, now they've got the women's tag team championship damage control versus Oscar and Kyrie Sane. That's not happening. they're getting Kyrie Sane back. Kyrie Sane, it's ridiculous. Who came up with this? This was on because Kyrie Sane's in a sold out match versus Sasha Banks coming up. So I find it hard to believe that she's coming back to the WWE. What a and what a crew! Right, it must be a relationship they're working on. This was men offenses. I guess what I thought was interesting on this was they had for the WWE Championship night one, Seth Rollins versus Cody. And then for the Universal Championship on night two, they had Roman Reigns versus The Rock. Sure. I mean, all that. So either Cody or Seth is winning the belt before WrestleMania and only half of the belt? Where they they split the belt. This has been rumored for a while where they want to have two champions. I don't see it again until something happens. Right now, you got Roman. Like to me, you got Roman here, who's looking like this unstoppable force. He's got both titles. I think he needs to have both titles going into WrestleMania. If anything, you book him two nights. But if you're trying to do a two night show, you want your biggest attraction. You would have Roman. I like Roman versus The Rock. And I like Roman versus the winner of the Rumble, maybe Cody. I think Roman goes over the Rock. Now, the awkward part about this is you don't really think the Rock's probably going to win the title, right? But it's a little weird to think we're going to do Rock and Roman night one. But I don't know. So, So here's my problem with the scenario. Not one single time has the WWE alluded to any title defense that Roman Reigns has had as this is for this belt, but not that belt. No. I find it hard to believe that all of a sudden, with no build whatsoever, with, what, three months to go? Hey, by the way, Roman's going to start defending only one belt at a time. New internet. Yeah, that is a good point. Wait a minute, can you guys not hear me? We can hear you. You got a little choppy, though. (laughs) I know, we were just putting over your internet before we started, and then... Yeah, who knows? Who knows? Is Is it still getting choppy? Not right now. We covered a little bit, but 2023 predictions are what's not choppy. And let's go with male wrestler of the year. We'll start big. Who do you see as 
you know, kind of running this year. Okay. So I, again, I don't know how we're going to fucking know anything. All right. Because I'll, I'll just say it too. I want to throw like a wild prediction out there. I think WWE is sold. And I think they're going to be sold after like WrestleMania. I, they might even announce it at WrestleMania is my guess. Not saying they'll be sold to Saudi Arabia. I don't know that. I don't want to believe that. I want because and not even because like political reasons. I just feel like what are we going to end up watching this on? Where you know what I mean? Like I it, just too many answers. I'd rather somebody like NBC or Fox buys it. Anyway, I want to answer your question though. So going off that, let's say that it's going to be bought by a TV company or something. Let's try to be positive, right? I'm going to go with Cody will be the wrestler of the year because I think Cody Rhodes was the guy who's going to beat Roman Reigns eventually. I think the story writes itself. I've talked about that before. And I think he'll have a hell of a year, probably eventually turning heel because I think once he wins the belt, the fans in WWE will eventually turn on him. And then... Cody knows how to play a heel very well. I even like that first promo that they've already run. I thought the first promo was fantastic for the return of Cody Rhodes. And I want to just say, too, just comment here. Absolutely, J.D. JD Jenkins. It is a big fight feel, and that is always missing. And so, right, Roman Reigns, the unstoppable force, two championships against The Rock, the biggest name in Hollywood. Really hard to trump that. So, again, maybe Cody or somebody else wins it. After Mania, you know, who knows? Yeah, if they're building for The Rock, how are they going to do that? Is he going to be a surprise entrance in the Royal Rumble? Is he? Hey, hey, here's an idea. Here's a wild idea, too. How about this? How about The Rock buys WWE? I'm sure he's got money. How about The Rock buys WWE? And he beats Roman for the title at Mania. I'm not saying he's going to hold it forever. And then we have Rock for a little while, and maybe he drops the belt to someone down the road. I'm just saying we don't know what's going to happen right now. He, he did come up with all the money needed to buy the XFL. Exactly. I'm sure he could buy WWE if he had to. He's one of the guys who so could So between that and a Subway sub, I think it's basically the same price point, though, for the XFL. And for me, I've got to go with, I think 2023 is going to be MJF's year. I think Tony is going to try to, I I think he's going to keep the title on him and he sees what's going on with Roman and he's not going to try and copy it, but he's going to try and find a way to elevate MJF in his own way. Now, moving on from male wrestler of the year, who do you guys have for female wrestler of the year? Currently, I'm going to stick with Bianca Belair. I think she's been killing it. And you know what? No. Be a little different. Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter. Fuck Bianca. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie Hayter. 100%. Yeah, that's a good pick. I want to go Bianca. Jamie Hayter, she does have... She's on that come up right now. Right. So this would be... You know, like, Bianca's had, like, a year of being big. This would be Jamie's growing year. I'm gonna say Mercedes Monet though. Oh, so say what she does outside of the U.S. Well, I mean it's in the U.S. because the Battle in the Valley is going to happen next month, and I think just between New Japan and Stardom, she is gonna show a gonna have a year that shows us the kind of success you could take that WWE name and go across the world. I want to point out something real quick for Jamie Hayter. Jamie Hayter this week, when they were in Los Angeles, she's wrestling as a heel with Britt Baker. She was getting uh, cheered far more than either one of her opponents, Tony Storm or Soraya, in Los Angeles this weekend. They kept cheering her throughout the whole match. Yeah, yeah, she definitely got it. I I kind of thought that... um... 
It's kind of strange, but Soraya, you know, coming back from the broken neck and everything, I think in some areas this has been fumbled a little bit with her. And I feel like, and then, unless they're planning on putting her heel, then the way she brought Tony Storm into this with the slight on Sheeta, like they, they came off like heels. They come off like the ex-WWE girls and we're better than you. And then now we're supposed to believe Sheeta's the heel because Sheeta's thrown in the kendo stick like, oops. And, but I'm like, no, she didn't got slighted. It doesn't make any sense to me. The pro- the problem with Soraya right now is Bo. She's coming in there and going, "This is my house." That right. worked when you were the underdog in WWE. Going, "This is my right. house. I'm coming up from NXT. I've worked hard to get here." She's coming now into a place where these women have worked their asses off to grow the wrestling and going, "No, no, this is my house. I'm a bigger right. star than you." How is that baby face? I don't understand it. Yeah, it's the one thing, this whole, the booking of this stuff has been weird. And even that line last week where Britt said, I'm the only boss around here. We had no intention of bringing Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet in. So maybe we shouldn't even use that line. Yeah, I that mystery partner, I didn't think anybody saw where that was going. I no. thought for sure it was going to be Soraya's mom. A lot of people thought Mercedes Monet, Tony Storm yeah. it is. Guys, I want to I want to throw something out there real quick because we were talking about male wrestler of the year and we didn't talk about anybody. I mean, we talked about the big stars, the reaction that Adam Cole got this week and the way he emotionally came swinging in there. You talk about somebody who's got the capabilities of having a huge year this year. Adam Cole could be that dark horse. Okay, two things. I want to address this guy in the comments again because I'm loving all his takes so far. If Bianca Belair did turn heel, that would be fresh, and that could bring out another big year. I totally agree with that. JD, hit me up anytime. I love your takes on wrestling, brother. Now, Adam Cole, great to see him back this week. There's a thing online, I don't know if AJ's seen it, Joe, I'm sure you have, where there's this old man getting held up by a gun, and he's like, Call an ambulance. And then he pulls a gun out on the guy in his face. He goes, but not for me. And I felt like that's what Adam Cole's promo reminded me of at the end when he said, I got some bad news, but the bad news isn't for me. I thought that was a great way to turn it around. He was clearly emotional. I mean, hearing the story, I just thought, oh, my God, this poor guy, what he went through. It'd be easy to see why he wouldn't want to come back. But uh, I think the best thing that he can also do is alienate himself from the rest of the elite. Yeah, I think, although the elite are kind of being portrayed as baby faces now too, so we'll see where that all ends up. Not to Dax, they're not. Well, you know what? Dax actually, if you hear that stuff too, Dax has said that the Bucks belong on the Mount Rushmore of tag teams at the same time too, so. Yeah, no, 100%. Speaking of tag teams, let's move on to tag team of the year for 2023. And given the recent news that FTR is going to sit out until April. April. They would have been my pick had that news not been out there because that's a significant chunk of time. So with FTR out of the picture, who do you guys see tag team of the year 2023? This one, AJ, real quick, because I want to say the fact that they're going to stay out to April is why I'm picking them as my future tag team of the year for 2023. Here's why. They're going to stay rested. They're going to come back. And I think whatever they do. Whether it's go back to AEW and light it up and they're going to win the AEW tag belts and probably win some more tag belts. Or if things end up being in an okay state in WWE where Triple H is in creative control and maybe they're just owned by someone else, I think they'll tear it up there too because we know Triple H is a fan of FTR. So uh, whatever happens, and by the way, 
it's kind of hard to pick a tag team of the year this year because besides the FTR, Usos, and the Bucks, like I haven't seen like you know they claim, but I think at some point I don't know. Uh, Lucha Brothers also. Yeah, they're fine tag teams, but right. We'll I I have a dark horse here because Joe brought us some information earlier. I'd like to throw Oscar and Carrie Sane in the mix there. I mean, when they come back together and they're challenging <laughs> for the belts at WrestleMania, how could they go wrong? Shout out to the History of Wrestling Facebook group. <laughs> I, I the actually a Facebook page. I'm oh. gonna go with the acclaimed. I feel like continuing on. They got their title late in 2022, and they're just gonna continue heating it up in 2023. Now we're going to move from the team to the faction. Wait, uh, just to be clear before we do this, so nobody's going with the gun club. <laughs> hey, they, actually, they, they could have a hell of a year as heels. Those are legit. That's not a, not a bad idea. All right, so I'm going to pose this to you guys because you brought up something while I was thinking about MLW. So okay. MLW, the Billington boys just debuted as the Bulldogs. Mm. Young in the game. A ton of potential, though we've seen little of them. Gun Club, young in the game, ton of potential. We've seen a ton of them. I think they're almost on equal footing. It's just the exposure you get. And I think the guns will be good in like five, six years. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. We talked about this recently. I had the interview with, oh God, I'm sorry, breaking Dave out. Ron with, Waves and Curls. Dave Ron Jordan from Waves and Curls. Thank you. And if you listen to the interview, one of the things I said is what an interesting t- thing at timing is. And I always talk about this, I know. But like, everybody's like, we saw me and AJ, Waves and Curls against Private Party at Northeast Wrestling. And to me, they outshine Private Party in terms of character and presence. That's not a knock on Private Party. It's just Private Party worked with the Young Bucks in other places and got discovered and got put on AEW television. I've, but, seen, wave, I've seen Waves and Curls now like six times. In they tear it up. And, they and, tear it up every single time. Yeah. They're absolutely incredible. They They're got people dancing with them. They come out to freaking Whitney Houston, for Christ's sakes. Right. And Especially the whole if Tony is willing to pay for uh, – you know, real music. Like, imagine that act on a national stage. I think it would do great. I think it would do great, but I mean, I thought Private Party would do great. You know, they run that risk of when they go to AEW, like, kind of, I don't want to say blending in, but like, a well, lot of acts that had previously stood out. Let's well, go. They run, well, they run the risk of being lumped in with Matt Hardy, which is well, definitely a death nail in any career. Let's go back to timing. So the timing of that was they were discovered sooner and they were in AW. What else is going on there? You're now in where everybody's trying to get in there. It's a new promotion. Everybody's in the, everybody's fresh. Everybody's new. Somebody's got to be the fall guys. And now you've been around for a while and they haven't really done anything to you. So you're kind of a stale act. So it, it works both ways. Now it's not such a great thing, right? Whereas Waves and Curls, Trayvon heals from the injury. They get back. Somebody discovers them. They get put on AEW. Oh, maybe this was the right time to be discovered. Yeah, and they yeah, have guys. a great mixture of size and uh, size difference because they have the big guy and the smaller guy, and they've got a tremendous amount of charisma. Go ahead, Chuck. Moving back to factions, who do you guys who are you guys looking at as faction of the year in 2020? Okay, so I want to take this one again. I'll say, and I think AJ's gonna agree with me. This is where we differ a little bit. I think we're tired of factions. <laughs> I'm kind of done with it. I will pick since we asked. I will continue with the bloodline 
But at, at this rate, like, I'm just not really, like, I don't really, I don't know. There's just too many factions. I, I don't care about many of them. I would say the only ones that really stick out right now are the Bloodline and Blackpool Comic Club. Which is a shame because they had a great chance with a faction in AEW where they could have really made a difference. And no, I'm not talking about the Tully, Tully Blanchard one. I'm actually talking about Malachi Black's group. Oh, if they actually no, use them correctly, yes. to me, that could be one hell of a faction. But they keep putting them on the back burner, which makes mm-hmm. them look like they're second rate. And it makes people not want to either cheer for them or actually boo them. Malachi Black, when he came in there feuding with Cody Rhodes, was about as hot as you could get for an act in AEW at that time. Even what they've done with Julia Hart, what they've done, the whole faction could be fantastic, but we yeah. don't get it consistent enough, and they don't get TV the way that they should. I mean, I would have said Death Triangle coming into this week. That's who I would have hoped for in 2023, but just the way they've got their foot on the gas with the bloodline, and it's hitting every week, and soon enough, you're going to have Sammy break off of them, and you're going to have them... You're going to have them lose one of their more popular members and not lose any love from the crowd. So that is going to be interesting. And I think they're going to be the one that we're going to have our eyes on all year. The middle pay-per-view between WrestleMania and uh, well, Royal Rumble WrestleMania Elimination Chamber is looking like it's going to be in Montreal. And it looks like it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. With all the talks about if that happens, like that's a that's a, that's the in between pay per view, but that's going to end up being like such a huge buzzworthy main event. We haven't seen anything like that since Diesel versus Pierre Ouellette in freaking uh, Montreal. But on the other hand, there's another faction that we don't talk about: Sheamus, Butch, and Ridge Holland are absolutely one of my favorite underdog factions. I Wrong love what group. the three of them okay. do, and I love how Smash Mouth they are. I like them, period. Yeah. So we have some solid factions out there. The problem is none of them are going to get the playtime that the bloodline is going to get. And the thing is, going forward, too, if Vince steps back into a creative position at any time, it could change everything. Because, well, like, Well, here's another thing. We don't know what's going on with Uncle Howdy and Ray and now Alexa Bliss. Right. Is that going to be another faction? Is he gonna... Uncle Howdy is. Uh, I think yeah. it's Bo Dallas. Oh, it's definitely Bo Dallas. He, yeah. he was backstage at the, all the events uh, every time that this guy's going. All right. I'm going to throw a left field answer at you, and I've got Vincent, previously of the kingdom. I mean, it could be Vincent, but the build mm. looks different than Vincent to me. Could looks a little bit well thicker, like now. one of the... I didn't pre-write categories for us to guess today, but I've got a couple more off the top of my head. Let's go company of the year. Or not even company of the year. More enjoyable company of the year. Which do you think is going to be your favorite? Uh, so hard to tell. This year? Yeah. I'll go with AEW right now just because there's a little more certainty in AEW. WWE has the potential to do some really big stuff this year in terms of like their big events, but it's a lot They've of stuff. got the in. most risk with that. Vince coming yeah. back and the possibility of a sale. Even yeah. though the same people should, in theory, be in charge. Yeah. It, a sale changes things, and Vince being back definitely changes things. So I right. have to agree with you on AEW, 
Mm-hmm. Although GCW is a close second. They can tell you business as usual when a new company or investment group takes over a company, but it never ends up as business as usual. They always are going to want to make tweaks, change up little things. So it's hard to tell with WWE. I'm going to unfortunately have to stick with AEW like Dave. I do see big things for GCW again this year. It's just hard to put them at that level quite yet. But, hey, I got my fingers crossed. Hey, maybe GCW will buy him out. Okay. Actually, hey, that's actually – let's talk about that. I would ask that question anyway because I had a prediction for that too. Who do you guys see buying WWE? I actually like the Rock idea. I like the Rock actually buying the WWE and going, this one's for my grandma. See, we beat that son of a bitch. <laughs> Joe, who you got? The Rock is a good pick. It's – you know, probably the, you know, like the feel good pick that everybody mm-hmm. could end up with. I got two. I got two. two I uh, did hear. I did hear Eric Bischoff's putting together some investors. <laughs> From I future. heard a W right now in the cons. My guess. I, that's the one I was going to mention. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to say Peacock. Peacock. All right. Yeah. Tony Khan was a good one. Tony Shad Khan would be an interesting one. We'd have the reverse effect. Oh, yeah. Then we'd have a Khan monopoly, <laughs> especially if they hire Nick. <laughs> it should be like, Khan. Uh, they did it. He wouldn't care. He's the fucking money. He didn't get shit. <laughs> I'll throw a real name out there. I mean, you know, I, hey, the Khans could do it. They have the money. They're, and I heard. There's rumors they are actually looking into it. I'm sure it's just it's just with Vince's ego. I'm not. I I know he co- it's kind of come come down to money, but he might look at it as a loss to sell to a competitor. I don't, I don't know if he so. can do that. Not anymore. I mean, we've seen it with AEW, like with Ted Turner. Yeah, he fought that man. He he played that. But when it came, that's because of his ego, right? He never talked about Bischoff. He hired Bischoff. It was always about Turner because of Vince's ego. Could it be this little guy from Minnesota is beating my ass? It's Ted Turner. And with AEW, he doesn't even acknowledge him half the time. He's like, eh, you know, maybe I'll give them some more talent. And then he fired his right. He legit did it. He didn't care. So, I mean, it makes no sense. But I want to throw one other name out there. Uh, Endeavor. Endeavor is the company that bought out UFC. They are apparently interested in this as well. They're one of the things. There's a lot of people involved in Endeavor. So it would be interesting to think that uh, Dana White could be... uh... I, I would like to throw one more in there. There's okay. an investment group called the WFP, the Working Fans Podcast. We throw some of that bread money towards Vince. We're already in Connecticut. We're already here in the neighborhood. Maybe we take over the WWE. Or deliver some bread. I'll, I'll sell my root and buy theirs in a heartbeat. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> His bread is sports entertainment. Pow. We'll make him. We'll make him a little trade there for some of that maple bread. Keep your pro wrestling bread. <laughs> I got entertainment bread. <laughs> well, all right. That's about all I had for predictions for 2023. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we very briefly mention next? Two things, two other predictions. AEW will land a TV deal for 2024. We'll hear about it this year. And I'll say, unless WWE ends up uh, getting bought by the cons, then who knows? But I will say Ring of Honor will end up somewhere, too. I don't. I know it's on the uh, streaming platform now, Supercard of Honor, but I don't think it's going to stay there. I think Ring of Honor will be. I think Tony has ideas for it, and we'll see that at somewhere eventually. So you're I saying pretty- Ring of Honor is going to end up on TV? I do. I think it'll end up on TV or streaming. Okay. I thought his first prediction that AEW would end up on TV was very strong. 
Mm-hmm. I, know, I was, I was I like, I think that. they will like, too. They got two TVs. Um, no, I think they'll get a new TV deal. Like we'll see them yeah. be on TNT, TBS, or something else, even maybe. I'm going to make a bold prediction for next week. Next week, we're going to do a show on 1986, and it's going to blow the frick. Wait a minute, we're not doing. We're doing 86. I'm going to do 1986 next week, and we're going to blow it off the roof. Hey, here's a thought for you if you want to be negative Nelly, too. (laughs) AEW doesn't get a TV deal. WWE is sold to Saudi Arabia, (laughs) which they do nothing with it in return. Well, when you talk about AEW getting a TV deal, what do you mean? I mean, TV rights deal. They're up to renewal. Okay. If they don't renew it, they're going to renew their TV deal. Right, right, right. If they don't get, yeah, their TV rights deal. Uh, So let me TV rights deal. So if they don't renew their TV rights deal, then... There has been changes of power once again. I've never heard this before, but there's been changes of power again in Warner TV. So So, so we could end up getting screwed over twice by Warner Broadcasting. It's very possible that this could be the last year of AEW on Turner, and it's very possible WWE could be sold by the Sox. I feel, like, I feel like we've seen this somewhere before. It's very possible. <laughs> Which point, Impact will be the new biggest wrestling promotion in North America. <laughs> I can't think of a better note to go out on. So let's... Where does that leave us? Where are we going on our podcast? Everybody's gone. <laughs> All right, bro. Welcome to the Working Fans Podcast, where we now talk glue. <laughs> well, next week we will talk 1986, but right now Vinny Barry is going to talk the Pro Wrestling Vault Volume 2. Read about the Northern Wrestling Federation in the book presented by Russellville.com, the, the Pro, Pro Wrestling, Wrestling Vault Volume 2. Hear the story of Roger Ruffin, the man who trained Carl Anderson, the Monster Abyss, Jordan Clearwater, Chris Harrison, Jillian Hall. Plus 45 other short stories, including Jazz, Bobby Eaton, Kamala, Thunder Rosa, Mario Mancini, Scott Casey, PJ Black, Kerry Morton, Sal Renaro, Jeremiah Plunkett, Colby Carino, Bam Bam Malone, and many others. Get your book today at Russellville.com. Russellville. It's where wrestling lives. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 